Welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and merchandise for you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founder's Bible, and this is a New American Standard Bible that has historical documents from the Founder's era. It truly is a treasure to have in your home, and I highly recommend them. You can find one today at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan, and you can download and print a copy at www.fivedaybiblereading.com. If this is your first time here on the podcast, I'm so glad that you are here, and hopefully a listener has told you about it, so I appreciate that if that is you. Thank you so much for sharing that, for sharing the podcast, and so you can absolutely just go ahead and start from here and go to the end. Or, and you know, and then come back up to this episode to finish. Or you can just stop it right here and go to the day one episode and let today be your day one in reading the Bible in a year. Either way is totally fine. And I'm just so glad that you did not wait until January 1st. So yay. So glad to have you here. So I've actually never read the entire Bible and I've definitely never done it live on a podcast. So I know that I'm going to make mistakes, and that's just going to be um, a part of the experience. So I appreciate your patience with that um, as we go along through this journey together. Please also consider joining the Move Forth with Grace group on my website, just a place for us to gather to to build a community, um, have some connection there. That's really all that is for. So go and check that out if you would like. So today is day 96. And we're going to be reading 2 Samuel 6, 1 Chronicles 13, Psalm 60, and Acts 23. 2 Samuel 6, Peril in Moving the Ark. Now David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him to Baal Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name, the very name of the Lord of hosts, who is enthroned above the cherubim. They placed the ark of God on a new cart that they, may, that they might bring it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, and Usa and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were leading the new cart. So they brought it with the ark of God from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, and Ahio was walking ahead of the ark. Meanwhile, David and all the house of Israel were celebrating before the Lord with all kinds of instruments made of fir wood and with lyres, harps, tambourines, castanets, and cymbals. Now when they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out toward the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen nearly upset it. 
And the anger of the Lord burned against Uzzah, and God struck him down there for his irreverence, and he died there by the ark of God. David became angry because of the Lord's outburst against Uzzah, and that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. So David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? And David was unwilling to move the ark of the Lord into the city of David with him, but David took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. Thus the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all of his household. The ark is brought to Jerusalem. Now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him on account of the ark of God. David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. And so it was that when the bearers of the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. And David was dancing before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouting and the sound of the trumpet. Then it happened as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David that Michal, the daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. So they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent, which David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. When David had finished offering the burnt offering and the peace offering, the bless, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Further, he dis- distributed to all the people, to all the multitude of Israel, both to men and women, a cake of bread and one of dates and one of raisins to each one. Then all the people departed, each to his house. But when David returned to bless his household, Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How the king of Israel distinguished himself today. He uncovered himself today in the eyes of his servants, maids, as one of the foolish ones shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michal, It was before the Lord, who chose me above your father and above all his house, to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will celebrate before the Lord. I will be more lightly esteemed than this, and will be humble in my own eyes. But with the maids of whom you have spoken with them, I will be distinguished." Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. First Chronicles 13 Peril in Transporting the Ark Then David consulted with the captains of the thousands and the hundreds, even with every leader. David said to all the assembly of Israel, If it seems good to you, and if it is from the Lord our God, let us send everywhere to our kinsmen, who remain in the land of Israel, also to the priests and Levites, who are with them in their cities with pasture lands, that they may meet with us. And let us bring back the ark of our God to us, for we did not seek it in the days of Saul. Then all the assembly said that they would do so, for the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. So David assembled all Israel together from the from the Sheor of Egypt, even to an entrance of Hamath to bring the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim. David and all Israel went up to Bala, that is, to Kiriath-Jerim, which belongs to Judah, to bring up from the ark of God the Lord who is enthroned above the cherubim, where his name is called. They carried the ark of God on a new cart from the house of Abinadab, and Usa and Ahio drove the cart. David and all Israel were celebrating before God with all their might, 
even with songs and with lyres, harps, tambourines, cymbals, and with trumpets. When they came to the threshing floor of Chidon, Uzzah put out his hand to hold the ark because the oxen nearly upset it. The anger of the Lord burned against Uzzah, so he struck him down because he put out his hand to the ark, and he died there before God. Then David became angry because of the Lord's outburst against Uzzah, and he called the place Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of God that day, saying, How can I bring the ark of God home to me? So David did not take the ark with him to the city of David, but took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. Thus, the ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house three months, and the Lord blessed the family of Obed-Edom with all that he had. Psalm 60 Lament over defeat in battle and prayer for help. For the choir director, according to Shushan Eduth, a miktam of David, to teach when he struggled with Aram Naharaim and with Aram Zobah, and Joab returned and smote 12,000 of Edom in the Valley of Salt. O God, you have rejected us. You have broken us. You have been angry. O restore us. You have made the land quake. You have split it open. Heal its breaches, for it totters. You have made your people experience hardship. You have given us wine to drink that makes us stagger. You have given a banner to those who fear you, that it may be displayed because of the truth, that your beloved may be delivered. Save with your right hand and answer us. God has spoken in his holiness. I will exult. I will portion out Shisham and measure out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the helmet of my head. Judah is my scepter. Moab is my washbowl. Over Edom I shall throw my shoe. Shout out, O Philistia, because of me. Who will bring me into the besieged city? Who will lead me to Edom? You have not you yourself, O God, rejected us. And will you not go forth with our armies, O God? O give us help against the adversary. For deliverance by man is in vain. Through God we shall do valiantly, and it is he who will tread down our adversaries. Acts 23. Paul before the council. Paul, looking intently at the council, said, Brethren, I have lived my life with a perfectly good conscience before God up to this day. The high priest... Ananias commanded those standing beside him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God is going to strike you, you whitewashed wall. Do you sit to try, to try me according to the law, and in violation of the law, order me to be struck? But the bystander said, Do you revile God's high priest? And Paul said, I was not aware, brethren, that he was high priest, for it is written, You shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. But perceiving one group were, were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, Paul began crying out in the council, Brethren, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. I am on trial for the hope and resurrection of the dead. And he said this, There occurred a dissension between the Pharisees and Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, nor an angel, nor a spirit, but the Pharisees acknowledge them all. And there occurred a great uproar, 
and some of the scribes of the Pharisaic party stood up and began to argue hatedly, saying, We find nothing wrong with this man. Suppose a spirit or an angel has spoken to him. And as a great dissension was developing, the commander was afraid Paul would be torn to pieces by them and ordered the troops to go down and take him away from them by force and bring them into the barracks. But on the night but on the night immediately following, the Lord stood at his side and said, Take courage, for as you have solemnly witnessed to my cause at Jerusalem, so you must witness at Rome also. A Conspiracy to Kill Paul When it was day, the Jews formed a conspiracy and bound themselves under an oath, saying that they would neither eat nor drink until they had killed Paul. There were more than forty who formed this plot. They came to the chief priests and the elders and said, We have bound ourselves under a solemn oath to taste nothing until we have killed Paul. Now, therefore, you and the council notify the commander to bring him down to you, as though you were going to determine his case by a more thorough investigation, and we, for our part, are ready to slay him before he comes near the place. But the son of Paul's sister heard of their ambush, and he came and entered the barracks and told Paul. Paul called one of the centurions to him and said, Lead this young man to the commander, for he has something to report to him. So he took him and led him to the commander and said, Paul, the prisoner, called me to him and asked me to lead this young man to you since he has something to tell you. The commander took him by the hand and, stepping aside, began to inquire of him privately, What is it that you have to report to me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down tomorrow to the council as though they were going to inquire somewhat more thoroughly about him. So do not listen to them, for more than forty of them are lying in wait for him, who have bound themselves under a curse not to eat or drink until they slay him, and now they are ready and waiting for the promise from you. So the commander let the young man go, instructing him, Tell no one that you have notified me of these things. Paul moved to Caesarea, and he called to him two of the centurions and said, Get two hundred soldiers ready by the third hour of the night to proceed to Caesarea with seventy horsemen and two hundred spearmen. They were also to provide mounts to put Paul on and bring him safely to Felix the governor. And he wrote a letter having this form. Claudius Lysias, to the most excellent governor Felix, greetings. When this man was arrested by the Jews and was about to be slain by them, I came up to them with the troops and rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman. And wanting to ascertain the charge for which they were accusing him, I brought him down to their council, and I found him to be accused over questions about their law, but under no accusation deserving death or imprisonment. When I was informed that there would be a plot against the man, I sent him to you at once, also instructing his accusers to bring charges against him before you. So the soldiers, in accordance with their orders, took Paul and brought him by night to Antipatris, But the next day, leaving the horsemen to go on with him, they returned to the barracks. When these had come to Caesarea and delivered the letter to the governor, they also presented Paul to him. When he had read it, he asked from what province he was, and when he had learned that he was from Sicilia, he said, I will give you a hearing after your accusers arrive also, giving orders for him to be kept in Herod's praetorium. And those are our readings today.
talking about the moving of the Ark of the Covenant. I can't even imagine being in charge of that job. And there were there are the same stories today in Second Samuel and in First Chronicles, talking about moving that to to David. And of course, we have another beautiful psalm today that God will tread down our adversaries at all times, that we must hold on to that, have faith in that. And here we are in Acts with Paul and where he finds himself with what he believes and talks about in regards to Jesus and who Jesus is. Just taking a moment to just take a moment to take all of that in. Two very different time periods, but uh, both very pivotal, very pivotal people, pivotal men in, in the Bible, David and Paul. Just, you know, I'm just literally just taking a moment to just think about those two very important men and their lives and their faith and their imperfections and their salvation. Their paths that were given to them by God in service. It definitely could be something that we could look at in our own lives and where we are placing our energy and and thoughts, where we are focusing, what we are focusing on. Because we were created to focus on one thing, and that is to focus on God. And because we are here after Jesus, it is through Jesus that we develop that relationship with God. Jesus is our way to God. And so it might just bring us pause for a moment to just see where we are with that in our own lives and to learn from both David and Paul any lessons that we might need. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the stories that we can read about Paul and David, two very pivotal men in your book for us many lessons that we can learn from both of them. Many ways that we can reflect and look at our own lives and make changes that we need to. We are here to serve you, Lord, and that is what we want to do. Please remind us when we forget that that is our purpose. Remind us, Lord. And 
we thank you that these stories can do just that. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. Please continue to share this with people in your life so that we can read the Bible together this year. And please know and tell your friends or anyone that you don't have to wait till January 1st. You can do this any day, any day that you want to, and you can join in at any time. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.